Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Ilya Ugrenik. Ilya Ugrenik is the Commercial Director for Proactus. Ilya has been assisting leading organizations within the area of spend management for the past 17 years. He has been helping public, private, and not-for-profit sector organizations achieve tangible benefits through a consultative-led approach of combining performance benchmarking, innovative software solutions, and process best practice. Well, good afternoon, Ilya. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian, and thank you for inviting me today. Awesome. This is exciting. You know, like I said, I get really excited about podcasts and meeting people, that sort of thing, but always doing an international podcast is probably one of my favorites. So thanks again for joining from the UK. Ilya, we're going to jump into the questions. You've got quite a background as a general manager, innovation director, and now you're the commercial director for Proactus. Could you share with our audience what drives you and what has contributed to your success? Yes, thank you, Brian. I really have been very fortunate to undertake a very wide variety of roles over the past 17 years. It's been a constant learning curve. And right across that spectrum, you've mentioned some of my roles there. And predominantly, a lot of that has been across the sort of sales and marketing aspects in particular. But really, it's been that constant learning curve that's driven me throughout all of that process. And without sounding cliched at all, it's really been pincered and focused on uh, a couple of key aspects, particularly the dynamic with customers. It's a big driver is the element of really determining what value from a technology perspective. And I look at it from a proactive perspective myself, but the reality is seeing the customer value is always a driver. The other element is of that learning curve is the environment, both internally and externally. So I've been very, very fortunate that when I look at it from a a perspective of source to pay, procurement, finance, the areas I've been involved with in terms of our customers, I've been incredibly fortunate that I've been able to bring several lenses onto that area. You mentioned, obviously, general management, the commercial elements of sales and marketing, and also innovation. And I guess really always being focused on the outcomes that are trying to be achieved aligning those, particularly initially, to understanding where are our customers or our prospects here and now? What world are they living in? And specifically, what challenges are they experiencing? Because of that discovery and unearthing those elements becomes a real driver. And in many respects, it's that driver that's been really critical for me, but also it's quite infectious in a wider sense across an organization when you know that you have skills, solutions, capabilities, the right mind mindset, the right culture to really drive towards those customer outcomes and treat each customer individually, knowing what's in your kit bag, but at the same time, basically looking at it from the perspective of this is a journey with the customer. So where are we today? Where are we going to get to? How are we going to get there? And that can envelop many, many years. And I guess really there's been four key elements for me in respect of that experience, those drivers. One is the technological element, practices a software company, my own background is a applying software to process scenarios. And I guess whilst technology is the enabler, we can never really look at it in isolation. It's also about bringing about that technology in harmony with best practices and looking at how we engineer processes. And one of the key areas there is people often talk about transformation today, but it's also about simplification. So a lot of these processes are organically derived and have grown as organizations have grown. And one of the big drivers, certainly for me and the big passions that I have is in, in terms of getting to those outcomes, often we're going through those processes, we're simplifying 
simplifying them, we're automating them. And the effectiveness of the technology is very, very much aligned to getting those processes understood, getting those outcomes in place, and just constantly building. So I guess what I would say is when we look at those drivers and those outcomes, technology has to be looked at in two respects both in terms of effectiveness of the technology and also the innovation. And if we look at that matrix, Brian, then really what we should always be striving for is getting to the top right of that quadrant where, yes, we've got really powerful levels of innovation, but we must have alongside that really powerful levels of effectiveness to drive the outcomes that really our customers and the wider market is looking from us. So combining those approaches and the understanding that there really isn't any one magic bullet, particularly when we've got diversity, is absolutely critical. So that diversity, for example, can be around things like supply chains and dealing with different sides of organizations, where often, you know, you have to bring about a combination of technologies to derive an optimum outcome. I guess to answer your question, looking across that whole spectrum, really being driven by that constant learning, both internally, but in particular of the customers and the journey of going with them, and really seeing those value-driven outcomes of making sure that in every touch point we have? Are we adding value? Are we progressing? Are we moving, you know, in complete alignment, knowing the elements and the boundaries of technology, both in terms of innovation and effectiveness and combining them to best practices is really absolutely key. Thank you for sharing that, Ilya. I appreciate that. Ilya, we're going to jump into this more recent and relevant question. As you know, everybody globally has had to make major shifts to adapt to the new normal in this pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? Yes, it's it's a really good question, Brian. The reality is that when we look at it, and I look at it from a, a source to pay and a procurement perspective, as Proactis does, there are certain elements that have crossed boundaries both in the UK, US and other territories, what we've really seen is the effect that a pandemic brings upon organisational scenarios. And in particular, what I'd bring attention to is what I define as latent pain scenarios. So often people learn to live with situations and think to themselves, well, I don't need to get to that just yet because everything's fine. Well, the minute a pandemic comes along, you've kind of lost that capability of control to say everything is fine at the moment. I may not need to do anything about it. So the one thing that a, a pandemic pandemic has really exposed that we've seen is the real exposure of issues within organizational processes. So it's really laid them bare in many regards because you end up with an uncontrollable scenario or variable in the equation that means that really it does bring about exposing the issues that exist. And the flip side of that is I'm delighted to say that the customers that have adopted our automation and the approaches that I'm very much part of and practice are very much part of has meant that those business operations have managed to carry on digitally through remote working environments and everything else that the pandemic has brought without really affecting those operations at all. And that's been a huge tick and something that a practice we're very, very proud of is that the automation that we've brought about to our customers has meant that even in scenarios such as pandemics, that their operations have carried on with this largely and greatly to the same level of efficiencies and effectiveness all the way through that. So it's something that through examples such as our invoice processing service and our invoice processing solutions, but also on our procurement side, has meant that we've really coined this phrase, Brian, of agility. 
because we're in an environment now from a business perspective where being agile to events is absolutely paramount. And this pandemic is only just one symptom of such a problem, really, which is that organizations have to have the ability when things such as a pandemic sweep into play to agilely adapt to that environment. And our software and our services have been able to do that, particularly around, as I mentioned, invoicing, where if you look at the sort of traditional backdrop to that, Brian, it's been the fact that people have sought to move away from traditional sort of paper-based invoicing, where people will say the mantra has to be to drive to electronic. Now, we absolutely support that approach, but also we're quite pragmatic. It comes back to my earlier comment about looking at technology from an effectiveness as well as innovation basis. And in those sorts of instances, we have managed service capabilities that have handled both paper-based scenarios and electronic scenarios that have enabled our customers um, to carry on unabated in light of this pandemic. And I'm delighted to say there are also services that are available across each of our territories, including the US. That's been one example of it, but we've also seen it in areas such as where organizations are trying to source goods or services, very manual paper-based processes, which we've facilitated. And that's enabled the agility to address the pandemic and carry on with those levels of efficiency. And also in examples such as COVID policies. So one of the examples, and it is a best practice, is procurement departments have been turning to their suppliers and their supply chains and saying, how can you assure us that the service and the goods that we currently receive will carry on through a pandemic? And whilst that has been a real positive development to ask those questions, those departments and those organisations have then experienced real difficulties in appending thousands of policies in line with their own buying organisations and appending them to those supplier records so that they're easily accessible across the board. So I guess at a headline level, what I would really say is that the pandemic is an example of an uncontrollable event that has hit organisations. And what we realised at Proactus is the need exists for organisations to be agile and to be able to react with as very small an impact as possible upon those operations. And delivering the automation that we deliver, whether that's through the procurement side, through sourcing or through appending records in relation to COVID policies, or through to aspects such as transactional matters around invoice processing, the fact that we've been able to bring about those levels of agility and our existing customers have enjoyed that is something we've been very proud of and really in answer to your question has enabled us to ensure that our customers and those organizations do stay very relevant in the economy and carry on progressing and being agile to unexpected events such as the pandemic. Thank you, Ilya. I appreciate the share on that. I think a lot of us have to turn around and look at new ways of doing business and you certainly have shared some great examples. So thank you. And Ilya, are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies in your business or tech stack? Maybe it's just a particular app is useful you could share with us. It's interesting. I've looked at this at two levels, really, Brian. I guess personally, the events of where we are today with the pandemic has meant, I'm sure I'm not unique in this regard, the ability to work remotely has meant that I'm using technologies such as Microsoft Teams extensively today. And I have to say, I'm also using the app around that extensively and at a personal level in terms of my own productivity and the collaboration with my colleagues. That's been a real welcome element that has brought to bear the fact that we are able to communicate very effectively despite the constraints we have today. But from a proactive 
Matthew's perspective, we continue to evaluate technologies and obviously we would always do so around those mantras of leading edge, but not bleeding edge. So we are consistently evaluating technologies around those elements and also in particular around the effectiveness element that I mentioned at the start, really. Um, one of the things we are looking at at the moment and working moving forward with is microservices architectures. We're also looking at some of the challenges that our customers have today in light of pandemics such as this that we're currently experiencing and how our solutions can be implemented as efficiently and as effectively as possible. So we're looking at technologies around those areas. One of the key elements we're also looking at, Brian, is that aspect of digital trade between a buyer and a supplier. And we're obviously paramount to that equation. We're the element that brings that all together and allows buyers and suppliers to work far more efficiently and effectively in a digital world, much as we do as a consumer today in terms of aspects such as Amazon. But one of the key elements there we've looked at is early payment and buyers working with their supply chains, being able to offer them early settlements as and when required. And I guess what one of the elements there has been obviously the, the principal benefits to the buyer of a stronger supply chain relationship and also potential revenues coming through that. But we've also looked at critically the community communication, the technologies that are there. And we haven't just restricted around elements such as web portals, etc. We've also looked at mobile devices and the appreciation that, you know, small organizations can be family run, one man bands, etc. So coming back to what I said really at the start of this conversation, combining a myriad of technologies in recognition of the fact that you have a whole myriad of differing scenarios with regards to communications and the organizations involved has really been pivotal. So just as a taster and to sum up, those elements around moving forward with microservices architectures, looking at diverse technologies around communications, but also that constant emphasis around the effectiveness of the technologies that we are evaluating has been our key drivers. Thank you, Ilya. I appreciate the share on that. This is obviously near and dear to my heart, the innovation around and leveraging those technologies. So thanks again. And Ilya, quick question here. This is where my audience wants to know a little bit more about you. Could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or leadership? Yeah, it's fascinating. It's a really interesting question, Brian. And it's one you kind of look at with many, many variables. But I guess the principal one certainly for me has been that tap into what excites you as an individual. And certainly from my perspective, the ability to know that I was a huge contributing piece to, in many instances, very, very large organizations, deriving true value from my suggestions, my actions, those of the teams I worked with, that was a huge driver for me and a huge passion still today. So I guess one of the things I've certainly learned is never to lose sight of the values and the outcomes that we must deliver and that we're being asked to deliver. And it's easy to get carried away within an industry such as technology on the technology itself and the innovation and the buzz terms that we all experience and live with on a daily basis. And whilst innovation is absolutely critically important and we should be always looking to innovate, it's also as an individual having that mindset, Brian and saying, okay, we've got innovation here, but is it useful? Is it driving my effectiveness? Is it driving the effectiveness of my customers, the organizations that are seeking input from me? And individually, I would say, Brian, having that sort of progressive mindset 
and really taking on diverse opinions right across teams. That constant learning curve, I guess, has been absolutely paramount, embracing that sort of diverse thinking and giving people the space and the empowerment to deliver outcomes has been really huge. And I guess in my own career in technology and in leadership, I would say balancing the technology elements with that effectiveness curve and the usefulness of the innovation whilst continuing to drive the innovations paramount. From a leadership perspective, giving people a very diverse approaches and thinking, the opportunities to contribute and the space and empowerment to really deliver those outcomes collectively has been absolutely paramount and individually finding and realizing things that light us up as individuals and aligning those to our career goals, I think are absolute critical elements. That's amazing. Ilya, I appreciate the share on that. Ilya, I want to just say it was a pleasure having you on the show today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you, Brian, and thank you to all your listeners as well. Bye for now. Thank you.